April 2018. April 1st, 2018. I'm going to be blunt here and just say that this day is not all happy like it should be. It sucks, actually. I know as Christians, this day is to be celebrated. I get that part, and I'm happy for it. I can still be thankful. We can be thankful, especially that our grief doesn't go on forever. Thankful that one day we will live eternally in the happiest of times. But despite being thankful, it doesn't mask my overall sadness today. It's the second major holiday without Logan. How can that be? I still don't even believe it's real, and it seems he was here just yesterday. But another holiday? Already? Another truth that life goes on. All I can think about is how sad I am. Sad that I didn't get to make four baskets. That I didn't need to buy Skittles. That I didn't have to ask him to dress up. He didn't like to dress up, but Easter was a day I insisted. Sad that our table wasn't complete and never will be again. Sad that I didn't have the energy at church to ask someone to take a family picture. We got one at Christmas. That seems sufficient for now. Sad that I couldn't be more joyful with my kids today. Ruining the day and spoiling it with sadness. Sad for so many things. Too many to list. And I can't seem to get the images of Logan coloring eggs and his sweet voice out of my thoughts. He was so cute. I want to tell him that and share this video with him so he can see because he forgot. I'm having a day where the feelings of wishing he had been hit by a car instead of suicide are so very strong. I feel like I could miss him and be joyful if he had died for other reasons. But today I'm sad, thinking about his prolonged internal suffering. That he had lost all hope tears me up. I know that's not fair to those that have lost children to accidents, cancer, and such. But today it seems okay to be living in the not-fair world. My brain knows. My heart is just taking over today. I read in a devotional that a successful day is one in which you have stayed in touch with God, even if many things remain undone at the end of the day. At least it was a successful day. Happy Easter. He is risen. Hashtag miss him so much. Hashtag suicide awareness. Memories. Another popped up in my Facebook timeline. Six years ago. Amaya's first Easter here. We always had family over and good food and well-created memories. So happy I got this picture of my kids with their sweet smiles and their great-grandma. When I used to see pictures like this, I always envisioned myself as the grandma, being in the picture with my grandkids, spending time with them, and enjoying seeing parts of me, parts of my kids in them. That may happen for me, but it won't be where it could have been. I'll never get to see how Logan would have raised his kids. I'll never get to see what kind of woman he would have chosen. I'll never get to be mad at the in-laws for inviting them to Easter dinner first. I'll never get to hide Easter eggs for his kids. I'll never get to make an Easter basket for him again. I'll never get a complete Easter family picture again. I'll never get to see him be annoyed 
that he has to get dressed up. I'll never fully get to be that proud grandma. Oh, I'm sure I'll be a proud grandma someday, but it won't be the same, just like it will never be the same at Easter again. Hashtag mental health awareness. Hashtag suicide awareness. Hashtag miss him so much. April 2nd, 2018. I love this picture from seven years ago. It was such a fun family day up at Camp Elam, one of Logan's favorite places. I have wanted to spread his ashes there, particularly where all the kids run, jump, and play. I feel like he could then still be a part of their happy times. The evening games where I saw him smiling the most, chasing kids with squirt guns, swim noodles, or even water balloons. My family thinks that's weird. For now, his ashes sit in a makeshift memorial in the dining room. I don't really know what we will do with them. And I'm not really sure it's that big of a deal to me either. I don't feel him when I hold the urn. I don't see him when I look at it. He was alive and his soul is what matters. And you can't bottle that up, no pun intended. That's not him. If someone stole his ashes, I would be upset because of what it represents. But I wouldn't feel like he was gone then. Because the truth is, he is already gone. Hashtag miss him so much. April 4th, 2018. Control. Somehow you want me. He doesn't need me, but somehow he wants me? Alright, so this song has been following me around for weeks and weeks. A couple months now, actually. So I think it's time to talk about it. I'm a fixer. I like to make things optimal, and rarely can I hear about something without my brain traveling down the how-can-I-make-that-better road. So when Logan took his life away from all of us, very quickly my mind was creeping into action mode. How can I help this not happen to another child? How can I help this not happen to other families? Already many people have reached out to me with their own struggles with depression, their children's struggles with depression, their spouses, and the list goes on. This started almost immediately. However, I have to admit, my early first reactions to these encounters was me thinking, why would anyone talk to me? I failed. My result was not good. But thankfully now, as time has rolled on, I understand that we are all searching for answers, searching for someone to relate to, searching for someone to listen, searching for similarities that maybe, just maybe, we could take pieces and figure out the puzzle. So I keep asking myself, what do I have to offer? How is my story different? Do I want to make this something I pursue with all my energies? A nonprofit? A speaker? A book? What? I am following God's lead. I'm just not sure yet where it's going. Back to the song. I was in the middle of a crisis situation, something I may share at some point with permission, following God's nudging of go, and literally only had a few minutes in the car when this song blared at me. I already hear this song daily. I already feel it speaking to me, and it's telling me. He is calling me to do something for him. But in that moment, wow. Reassurance there is something I'm heading towards, or I am in it, I realized I was doing something in that moment, 
but does he want something bigger? I feel like for sure he does. Would you help pray with me regarding what that is? That I might have clarity where my story, Logan's story, is molding and leading me to? April 6th, 2018. It's not his birthday. It's not our anniversary. It's not even the day we met, however, many years ago. Today is just another day. But today is another day that I am so appreciative, grateful, and thankful for Glenn, my best friend. I know I'm never alone in this journey. People tell me that all the time. But what they don't really know is that it's obvious to me every single day. Because Glenn is that person that makes my loneliness seem a faraway emotion, a place I can't reach because of his presence, because of who he is. We share something so special, our son, both in death and in life. It's human to search for those that can relate to your experience. I draw close to those who have lost a child. I draw closer to those who have lost a child to suicide. I find myself wanting to find those that have experienced my near exact circumstances. Of course, this can almost never happen. Even if there is someone whose son took their life, but their son was on meds or had threatened before or was struggling socially or other situations that weren't affecting Logan, you see, they still are not the same. In fact, the only person that really can know is Glenn. He is the only exception to the almost no one. His circumstances are the exact ones as mine. In addition, he was there when I was angry at Logan. He was there when I felt bad for being angry. He was there when I begged him to get help, many times. He was there when I told him I loved him no matter what, unconditionally. He was there when I cried, and cried at being frustrated because I felt I wasn't getting through. He was there when I worried about his depression. He was there when I gave him many of the hugs I like to give out. He was there when I begged him to keep playing guitar. He seemed to stop doing all the things that he loved. He was there when we had many of our debates, some ending bad, but mostly ending very positive in the last couple of years. He was there when I praised him. He was there when I took everything personally. He was there when I was excited that all his friends came to our house to play board games. He was there when he told us he was done with school. He was there when we told him we didn't care what he did. We just wanted him to be happy. He was there when I came back from counseling sessions with him in tears. He was there when I bought him a gym membership and then nagged him to go more often than he was. He was there when I begged him to come upstairs and spend time with the family to experience more sunlight. He was there when we ate weekly dinners as a family, many times, multiple times in a week. He was there when we took a family vacation, and he seemed to have so much fun. He was there to see me put up walls in fear of being hurt. He was there to see Logan the happiest he's been in years, those last few months. He was there in the love. He was there with the struggle with that love. He is the only one that knows my story almost as much as me. 
and he loved him as much as I did. He's the only one that knows what it's like to love Logan that much. So thank you, Glenn, for becoming a better and better man, for acknowledging your feelings and helping me discover mine. Without my faith, without you, I can't imagine. I don't want to imagine, so I'm not going to. I love you. Hashtag suicide awareness. Hashtag in this together. Hashtag finding joy. April 7, 2018. Logan looked so much like me. This was always something I loved and was special about us. People always comment on how much my daughter and I look alike, but I always used to tell them it was my son that looked more like me, at least in the majority of his years, the younger ones. After probably fifth or sixth grade, his masculine features were more prominent, and he also developed a longer, more oval face, more similar to Glenn's. I used to wonder what his kids would look like. Would my grandkids look like their daddy? Would they look like me? Now I don't get to tell people he looks like me. I can only say it in the past tense. And my grandchildren? Well, they are no longer available to imagine. Hashtag miss him so much. April 9th, 2018. Depression isn't always because something terrible happened. Sometimes it just shows up. It's stuffed and tucked and disguised and ignored, but remains that constant companion beneath the dull-eyed smile. We frown upon it. Frown because they must be doing something wrong. They're not trying hard enough, or they aren't thankful for what they have. Wrong. Depression can show up anytime, anywhere. Hashtag mental health awareness. April 10th, 2018. Eight years ago, things were so different. So much excitement. Can you imagine a post on December 14th? About to become a family of five. I haven't said it out loud, but it pains me so. Just doesn't make sense to think of how hard we worked to adopt Amaya. The prayers, the emotional turmoil, the financials, the effort and the time. All to have a child join our family so that we could share more love only to have a child leave our family. This is one thing I have really wrestled with, screamed at God about it. I often imagine the first hug Glenn and I gave that four-year-old scrawny child eager to be welcomed into our family, a hug that would grow to three more once on U.S. land, but then ultimately be left at two today. I have never taken for granted my fertility, and besides being married, having children was and always has been my number one desire in life. And one of the hardest questions I now get asked, how many children do you have? Many have told me, Lori, you have four children. You will always have four children. You will always be a family of six. But I have a hard time with this. Let's be honest, and I'm a realist. I don't have four children. I did have four, but now I only have three. Logan, of course, will always be my child. But he is not here, and have is a present tense word. Yes, I want to include him. I always want to include him. But my response usually depends on who is asking. What will that person gain by me being honest? Or if I do the half-truth thing, and it then depends on how the convo goes, if they get the other half of the truth. It's like a game. 
I'm trying to predict the ending. Figuring out if there should be a moral of the story or just a generic, hello, how are you encounter. If it's someone that is likely to go down the how old, what are they doing, or where do they live type questions, I'm finding at least right now where I'm at in my grief that it's simply less painful to just say three. It's weird how I am eager to help and share with people that know but shy away with strangers. Maybe it's because there is a piece of me that is still exhausted. It's a story that takes effort. I'm not ashamed of it. I just haven't quite got the elevator speech rehearsed. I hate the question, how many kids do you have? I hate the question, how many in your family? I doubt I'll ever change my mind about that. Hashtag suicide awareness. Hashtag mental health awareness. Hashtag miss him so much. April 12th, 2018. Seven years ago today, the courts blessed us, and we were able to become parents of Amaya and for her to join our family forever. Adoption stories don't always end up as happy as ours. We are grateful every day for her and the smooth ride it's been. She did grieve her home country, important people to her there, and she did have a transition time where things were a little hard, but overall she has been a rock star at embracing her story, her journey, and what that looks like in a predominantly white neighborhood and school. I'm always amazed at her resilience and her loving, giving attitude. She is a pleaser and wants everyone to get along. I'm especially sad writing this, though. Logan is not here to celebrate. He loved her so. He was extremely patient with her and was the best at helping her with homework. They watched a movie together downstairs only a couple of days before he left us. She was the last to see him. He gave her a big hug and said, Goodbye, Amaya. His last words he left her. I hope I helped you have fun and taught you some things. I hope you grow up to be an amazing person, and I think you will. I'm sorry I didn't stay to see it. Oh, how I wish he had stayed to see it. Hashtag suicide awareness. Hashtag mental health awareness. Hashtag miss him so much. April 15th, 2018. Today it's been four months since Logan's death. I didn't want it to weigh heavily on me, but it is. You never know what today's day is for someone, so never stop smiling, even if you have to muster it, and be nice, even if they're not nice to you. I was already in a down mood, but found myself a mess after doing something as simple as entering the four-way stop sign intersection on the way to the store. I know I'm not always thinking clearly, and in this case, I started to go before it was my turn, but it wasn't a situation where I was going to be hit or cause any harm. However, apparently the other driver didn't see it that way and proceeded to honk and flip me off as if his evil eyes were not enough to leave me shattered. I sobbed. I know his anger was not likely directed at me, meant for something else in his life, but on this day, I took it ever so personally. It ruined my shopping. It ruined my drive home. It ruined the rest of my day. When I'm not so emotionally fragile, I can shake these things off like swatting a fly. But right now, I'm just a mess. So please be nice. You never know what today's day is for someone. Hashtag mental health awareness. 
Hashtag miss him so much. April 17, 2018. Thankful. Another gift to receive this message about my Logan. Things I didn't know were so bittersweet, but I love being able to add memories to my ever-wandering mind. These ones trickling in, well, you have no idea. Please, if you knew Logan and have stories or encounters or anything you remember about him that you're willing to share with us, please know how special and grateful we would be to hear them. This one is shared with permission, but some names have been omitted. I met Logan in 2013 when we started attending Mines. We both lived in Bradford Hall. We both made a lot of friends there. I threw him a surprise birthday party in his room, complete with cake and balloons. Turned out he didn't like cake, so hmm, I sat on the floor and ate it without him. Who doesn't like cake? I made Logan a Build-A-Bear of Fluttershy as his birthday present, because that was his favorite pony. He seemed to really like it. I remember he liked Avatar the Last Airbender, and he's the only person I have ever met that genuinely enjoys the Animal Crossing games like I do. One time, Logan, his roommate, and I turned their dorm room into a blanket fort. I thought we had grown close by the end of the semester, so that maybe I could ask him on a date when we got back from winter break. He was totally perfect in my book. Handsome, funny, and sarcastic. But he didn't come back after break. He didn't tell any of us that he was leaving mines, not even his RA. He just left his room key on his bed. He didn't respond to my texts or messages for almost a week after the spring semester began. I was so worried I even managed to find your number, Lori, in an online phone book so I had someone to call to track down Logan in case he was still MIA after four days. I told myself, okay, if he still hasn't responded after four days, I'll call his mom and find out what's going on. Finally, Logan responded to me and said he transferred to UCCS, saying that it was cheaper. I really didn't understand why he left so abruptly. We seemed to all be having fun together, and he wasn't failing anything. I was under the impression that he was getting A's, actually. I didn't know Logan suffered from depression. He hid it very well at mines. None of us had a clue, not even his roommate. I tried to stay in touch with him after he switched schools, but he would respond infrequently, if at all, and I felt like I was just annoying him. I wish I could have done more for Logan. Brains are just tricky things sometimes. I think you and your husband raised an amazing young man. I'm very sorry for your loss, Lori. Sending lots of love. Move-in day 2013. Logan didn't want us to stay. I wanted so badly to help him unpack and organize and to be a part of this adventure. But he was cold and after putting his things in his room, basically said, Bye now. Savannah saw my tears that day. I didn't know how to take all of it, but I was so sad. But I didn't know. I didn't know how badly... He was likely already hurting. April 18th, 2018. I've been so thankful, blessed I would really call it, to have had all my kids home way longer than most. They might disagree, but they hopefully would tell you they enjoyed the family dinners on a regular basis that other families don't get, even when they're growing up. Bryce's training with the national team and traveling so much made it silly for him to have his own place yet. Logan had been going to school at UCCS, but once he started working with dispatch, 
He had a plan to pay off his loans within six months and move in with a good friend. And Savannah stayed home to be able to save some money in the bank when she graduates from UCCS. Because of this, I have always had someone, it seems, to be around to help with the dogs or with Amaya's activities. Four months out, and my thought process constantly goes something like this. Ah, my indoor game is at 8 o'clock tonight. Amaya's practice gets over at 7.30. Maybe someone can meet me halfway home so I don't miss so much of my game. Glenn, he's working late tonight. Bryce, he's out of town for work. Savannah, she's playing in the game too. Logan, he's dead. Yep, just like that. I wonder how long before I don't go down that list. Bryce is looking to buy a house this summer. Savannah is moving in with soccer teammates in July. Guess maybe then, when I don't have a list to go down, it will be easier. Or maybe not. Going from four kids at home to one, it will very much not be easier. I guess I'll stick with a list for as long as I can. Hashtag suicide awareness. Hashtag miss him so much. April 22, 2018. There's no good way to tell people of a suicide. I'm one to always worry and analyze everything. In the past few weeks, I've thought about how to tell people of Logan's death. What's the correct way? And how different is it for those that knew him and those that didn't? I was in the front yard recently and met a new dog friend. As we are talking about our furry family members, Logan's death is ever-present in my mind because this is just how I think these days. Because she lives by the elementary school, our conversation goes into kids. She doesn't need to know. It will change the way our conversation goes and all of her thoughts surrounding me. For now, I'm living in a world of my own. But now we've had a few puppy playdates. I keep wondering when is the right time to tell her. I fear that she will then have to go through the steps of apologizing and trying to figure out exactly what to say. But then if I don't, am I lying about a huge piece of my life? Is that fair she finds out from someone else? This is such a struggle, as I know there are no right answers, and most of the time I can just take it one word at a time. But it's hard to even concentrate on any given conversation because I'm analyzing this topic. It's paralyzing. But that's timing. What about what exactly to say? What words to use? Sometimes I seem to get it right and it goes smoothly. And other times it just blurts out like a cold washcloth waking you up. It can have a burn. It got me thinking more about how I told people initially. What does someone in shock say? Because if I had time to think about it, it would probably come out differently, right? The thing is, I actually didn't tell many people. I just couldn't. I'm usually a verbal person, not afraid to tell you how I'm feeling or ask you how you are. I ask the hard questions and like to get details and even give them. But, and this is going to sound cliche, I literally couldn't find the words to tell people. What ended up being texts should have been phone calls. When I got phone calls, I couldn't answer them either. The first person we told was my cousin. Because he had experienced suicide personally, his dad, and he is so close to my kids and especially to me. I wanted and needed him here. I sent him a text. 
Let me know when you are up. Can you come over? After a few minutes, I added that Logan committed suicide. I was conditioned to use that word committed and try hard not to now, but that's another post. I neglected details that would have helped make his drive a little easier because he thought Logan had been found here at the house. Then I contacted Randy, the kid's youth pastor for years, and someone we considered a family friend. This conversation is pictured, but at least I learned from the first one to add a few more details. And then we waited. The once they were here and we collected ourselves, we gave Colin permission to call my mom and dad. Glenn called his mom and Randy to call our longtime pastor and good family friend because I knew I would be unable to hold a conversation. Colin called a few people like my aunt and grandma. And then after a bit, I started letting a few close friends know. I don't even remember how we found Jared's number, Logan's best friend. But I texted him too, not knowing how devastated this impersonal message would be. The thing that bothers me the most is how I mostly unannounced what my message would contain. Two of my close friends were at work, and I hadn't even thought about asking what they were doing or if they were at home. One, a nurse I work with, was put in an awkward position as people wanted to know why she was crying. Why didn't I think this would affect people like it did? I guess the truth is, I didn't think. I couldn't think. I usually pride myself at processing well and reacting calmly under pressure or in stress, but not this time. Hashtag suicide sucks. Hashtag mental health awareness. Hashtag suicide awareness. April 25th, 2018. Grief hit me hard today when I saw Logan and Glenn. I'm always hoping for a whiff of his presence, something to give me peace that I won't forget the many things I want to contain in the forefront of my thoughts. I thought this was an evil way to remind me, but reflecting now, I'm grateful for it. Most people, including myself, have always thought Logan looked a lot like me, especially as a child. But even as an adult, he resembled me more than Glenn. He even dressed as a girl one time for Halloween, and we were all intrigued at how much those pictures could have been mine. However, he did have some similar characteristics of Glenn, including his frame. Yes, before Glenn started eating well and working out all those years ago, he was quite skinny. Logan had his old frame, but definitely didn't resemble his new one in any way, except being his same height. I did, however, always think they had a similar facial structure, too, mainly the longer oval shape. Today, Glenn was doing something, and I saw Logan. I really did. Crazy. For that half second, it was the exact expression or look that included the same eyes, the same nose, the same mouth, the same everything as my baby, my son. I suppose maybe he didn't look exactly like Logan, but the expression resembled him so much that it blinded me from anything different. I froze in that moment and could see my adult son standing there in front of me. It caught me so off guard I burst into tears. I wept. My body just overcame me, and I became angry my mind was betraying me. I felt I needed to apologize to Glenn. 
That incident sort of set the precedence for the day. I'm trying to not let moments like that interfere with joy, and so it's a constant battle to redirect my thoughts. But I was able to, and thinking about it now, and as hard as it was, I'm glad that happened. And I still have some day left to see joy, to be glad Logan had some of Glenn's physical features so I could remember how much he, Logan, is a part of us both. I hope I can see Logan and Glenn many times again and smile and have peace that he would be happy and proud that I could see him in his dad. But as much as I want them to be alike, I'm also thankful Glenn isn't plagued with mental illness that constrained Logan's life. Hashtag grateful. Hashtag suicide awareness. April 28, 2018. I love these friends. Yes, they are from work, but they are truly great friends. Some of the celebration was hard, knowing I'll never get to do that with my Logan. These times are ones that I dread the most. Milestones. Am I going to cry the whole time? Will I take away from others' joy? How can I not think about the what-ifs the entire time? Or the nots? Not going to get to do this with Logan? Ever. It turned out okay. Yes, I cried just a wee bit, but overall I was able to celebrate another mom's joy. We did have an encounter that left my heart a little softer. One of Logan's friend's sister approached us. She was the event planner for the wedding and recognized us there. She easily could have stayed out of sight, and we would have not ever known that she was there, but she took the time to come over. We knew her family from soccer— Her dad was Logan's coach for a couple of years, and her brother played with him and attended the same junior high and high school. And ironically, her mom was that mom that I would sometimes see at the gym and wonder, did she know? I mostly found a way to avoid her so it wouldn't ruin my workout. I hadn't encountered someone that actually knew Logan but didn't know and was afraid of the typical, what is Logan up to question? and wasn't sure I wanted to speak the words, he is dead. I mean, I am sometimes fine talking about the situation, and am eager to educate, but then there are situations and times I just don't want to live in reality. I figured she probably knew, but this mom wasn't on social media, and I'm never sure if kids remember to tell their parents things like this. Well, this girl knew. Her maturity came through in her ability to approach us, speak of Logan, and express her condolences. It was a refreshing conversation, and I'm sure she doesn't understand what it's like to hear your son's name. You hang on to every word as if you are opening up another page of his life you didn't even know about, even if it's not new information. To have someone not be afraid of you, especially such a young person, is a gift. When people ask what they can do, please just don't be afraid. I can't wait to see her mom now, to tell her how proud she can be of her daughter. And now, even if she didn't before, she will know. I will not be afraid to approach her. Happy wedding day to Olivia. Hashtag had fun seeing you all. Hashtag friends strong. At Till Kitchen. April 30th, 2018. Another unexpected Amaya had her yearly physical today. I went in frustrated with her, 
worrying about how much she was going to weigh. So sad that she cares at 11 and is so focused on it, despite my education regarding the scale. But very quickly the thoughts shifted to a place I was trying to avoid this morning. Some days you just want to not be sad and try to avoid memories, because right now they are still pretty painful. I had to fill out paperwork. Again this year, I suppose, just like every year. And there was this one separate paper with a few questions, and one stared me down. I suppose this question has been here before, but I have never noticed it. Have there been any unexpected deaths in the family? I suppose that is good for a doctor to know, but I was hoping to not go there at this appointment. After all, we have Amaya in counseling, she's thriving at school and with friends, and so I figured it didn't need addressing. These questions are so hard to read, so hard to answer, and so hard to stare at as I'm turning them in. After a weight and height check, thank goodness for the amazing height number that distracted from the weight one, time for the assistant to ask questions. We've been going there for probably 15 years, and they have to ask, do you have brothers and sisters? And then they want to know the names and the ages. Generally, I am still answering I have four children, but I guess neither Amaya nor I saw it as appropriate to name Logan as a current sibling. Regardless, you would think it would be in the records. It's hard to know what's right or wrong as far as answering that question. Thankfully, I haven't been asked it hardly at all, but I dread it every time. I wish I could get comfortable answering it a certain way. I suppose there is no right or wrong, but I'm just not there yet. During the appointment, I almost thought it wasn't going to get addressed. Yay! But then Amaya mentioned she was in counseling, and the doc then wanted to know if there was a specific reason why. And then the tears flowed. Jeez, I didn't make it through this like I'd planned, like I wanted. Even though I know it's okay to cry, I just hate doing it sometimes. Crying just gets old. Starbucks for Amaya and her teacher. Thank you, teachers. We love you. And it seemed to get better right away. For her, at least. I so love her resiliency. It's one of her strengths. P.S. She is five foot six and three quarter inches. Hashtag suicide awareness. Hashtag mental health awareness. Hashtag suicide survivors.